Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friday, January 27th, 2017 here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. Today, we bring in Christopher Price from WEEI to explain Tom Brady's ridiculous age 39 season and where he will place among the all-time greats if Tom Brady can bring home his fifth Super Bowl this year in Houston. All that and more coming up next on episode 160 of Patriots Beat. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. I am your host, Harris Rubenstein. Very happy to be back with you on this episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. Well, fam, they did it. They finally made it back to the Super Bowl to take on the Atlanta Falcons for Super Bowl, what is it, 51-52 in Houston. Tom Brady going for his fifth Super Bowl victory. I believe Belichick's going for his gazillionth as both a defensive coordinator and a coach but it should be an interesting game indeed we're not going to preview that game today today is a special episode like I said we're bringing on Chris Price to discuss how and why and when it will stop that Tom Brady is having one of the great age 39 seasons of all time, as well as if he wins the Super Bowl, is he the greatest QB of all time? Now, I've been on this best QB of all time bandwagon since about 2014. I thought that before that it was really tough to come up with a concrete argument because he had only, you know, only, he only won three and lost two. But winning that fourth one and being now winning four out of six, I think is a little bit just over the top. There's no way that you could say that. Even, even Joe Montana, who won four without losing any, you know, Brady's been to more. He's won the same amount and he lost because of no fault of his own. Well, maybe not in 2011, definitely in 2007, but you know, the, the, this Patriots team, especially this year, I've been saying time and time and time again, I think this team is better than the 2014 team. This team isn't built on superstars. This team is built as a consistent unit with good play calling, good coaching, 
and good communication. I mean, Devin McCourty's not what I'd call an all-world superstar. I mean, he, he is in performance. Uh, I wouldn't say he is in name. Uh, Malcolm Butler is still a pretty big nobody when it comes to big names in the NFL, though he is growing among inside of the NFL community. Donta Hightower has had a pretty up-and-down season or up-and-down career when it comes to injuries, so we'll be able to see if they can get him on a cheaper contract since he just can't stay on the field. But, you know, the, this this Patriots team is is a very interestingly crafted one because obviously it's all centered around Tom Brady and, you know, him being amazing. But at the same time, you know, you look at the difference between this team now and and the team in 2014, and the the turnover is just unbelievable. Four different starters on the offensive line, six different starters on the defense, including an almost entirely new defensive line outside of, I believe, only Rob Ninkovich. Completely different secondary, uh, just you know, a linebacking core that. Just it comes out of nowhere. No more Collins, no more Mayo, just Dante Hightower. And obviously McClellan and Kyle Van Noy and Mingo and all the other peeps. But alas, you know, this this Patriots team is in a very is a very, very well built one. Uh it'll be kind of sad to see it get to get torn down this year in free agency. I really don't think they're gonna be able to keep everyone. There's no way that Logan Ryan is gonna be on this football team next year. No way. That's just not gonna happen. Uh he's gonna want way too much money than the Patriots are gonna be willing to give him. And there will be a team out there that is okay giving him cornerback one, quarterback one and a half kind money when the Pats are only gonna give him cornerback two, two and a half money. Such as a whole different tax bracket that we're talking about in the NFL. So Logan Ryan's most likely gone. I believe they'll they'll bring back Hightower. I do think he's played himself out of getting franchise tagged. I think they're going to offer him a contract under the tag. I think Malcolm Butler might be the one that ends up with a franchise tag unless someone throws him an offer sheet that the Patriots are forced to match. But the the you know looking back at the game against the Steelers, obviously they got incredibly lucky that uh, Le'Veon Bell went down in what was it like the third quarter or something? No, excuse me, not in the third quarter, the first quarter, uh, or maybe even I even think it was maybe the first play. But you know, the, the, this is a this is a great team that has really you know persevered through a lot this year. But you know that that Steelers game that we had was easily one of the better, one of the best all around Patriots performances that we had all year. They were able to just strike them down on the offensive side of the ball. They were able to really get a lot of penetration on the defensive side of the ball, whether it was collapsing uh, the pocket against Big Ben. They really took uh, uh, Antonio Brown completely out of the game, which is not an easy thing to do. I didn't think that Malcolm Butler was going to be able to do it. But to be totally honest, he did. He did a great job making sure that uh, you know, they did a great job making sure that Antonio Brown didn't kill them. And just, you know, good on good on Malcolm Butler for always being there. Devin McCourty, again, played another amazing game. Devin McCourty has had what I, I, I think has been the best season of his career. He has been absolutely unstoppable this year uh, as, a, as what I still think is one of the best free safeties in football, if not the best free safety in football after Earl Thomas. So, 
you know, the great performance, uh, you know, obviously by Chris Hogan as well. Nine catches, 180 yards, and two touchdowns is just an unbelievable feat for anyone in the playoffs. And whenever you can match what Julio Jones has done to a football team in the same week, you know you're doing something right. So it'll be really interesting to see all worldwide receiver Chris Hogan versus all worldwide receiver Julio Jones in the Super Bowl. But. I think what we saw against the Steelers is why this Patriots offense is going to be so tough to cover, especially uh, on the Atlanta Falcons side of the ball. There's just so many weapons. There's so many things that can go wrong uh, when you're on defense. There's just too many people to cover. You know, you, you have Hogan, you have Edelman, you have Malcolm Mitchell, you have Danny Amendola, you have Deion Lewis, you have James White, LeGarrette Blunt caught two balls. They throw the ball to James Devlin every so often just for S's and G's. Martellus Ben is finally starting to get into form, I think at least. So just if if you're the Falcons defense, you have to be looking at it and saying, crap, if the Pittsburgh Steelers defense couldn't do it, how are we going to? And now credit, I think the Falcons have a better secondary than what the Pittsburgh Steelers had to offer. I love Ricardo Allen. Uh, I love, uh, oh, what's his face? They, they got that other guy on the other side. Uh, Jalen Collins is all right. Uh, Deion Jones is a very good young linebacker. Uh, uh, Deion, what's his face? Deion, oh, I forget their, their safety's name. The really hard-hitting one. He's a, oh, Kia, Kia, something Neil. Keanu Neal? I think Keanu Neal is the name of the strong safety. He's a freaking thumper. He has had a really, really good season. Uh, rookie season, at least of them, definitely should be in defensive rookie of the year conversations. But Joey Bosa will probably bring it home. But th- this Falcons defense is quite good. Robert Alford is still there as well. Uh, Ricardo Allen, uh, like I said before, is also there. I can't believe I'm forgetting who their number one cornerback is. He's really good. Unless it is Robert Alford. I'm not really 100% sure. But you know, you, 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 the the one point of weakness I think they do have is at the defensive line. I think Vic Beasley is a very good pass rusher, but I think outside of that, it's a little bit weak. Uh, Grady Jarrett is pretty good. He's very up and coming though, so he you know he's still a very young player. We'll see what kind of career he has. Uh, Jonathan Babineau has been there forever. Uh, guy's a good nose tackle, can uh, good against the run, can penetrate pretty well. But again, this isn't a Super Bowl preview. This is just me going over the roster. But anyway, let's get into it. Let's take a quick first break uh, so I can go get some water. And when we come back, I'm going to get really into this whole Tom Brady best quarterback of all time thing. And then we're going to bring on Chris Price from WEI to bring home the show. Episode number 157 is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiter's for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. 
Welcome back, guys. All right, it is time for us to do the math and figure out, is Tom Brady really, as of if he wins this Super Bowl, the greatest quarterback of all time? So it, it's tough to say because, you know, you look at the all-time career boards for yards, he is fourth. You look at it for past completions, I believe he is also fourth. You look at passing touchdowns, he is at four. You look at passer rating all time, he is at three behind Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson with Tony Romo coming in at four. Uh, passes intercepted, I'm not even sure. Yeah, he's not even in... Let's see, Breeze has more, Eli Manning has more, Carson Palmer has more, Big Ben and Phillip Rivers both have more. So he's 57th all-time in passes intercepted. And then uh, his pass completion numbers all-time are 14th with 63.8%. Wow, Kirk Cousins is third all-timer now. That's, that's unbelievable. But so he doesn't rank all-time number one in any statistic currently. Uh, he may very well over the next couple of years if he continues to play the way he has been playing. See, number one, fourth, yeah, so he's second all time in fourth quarter comebacks behind Peyton F. and Manning. But, you know, he is number one in one statistic. He's number one all time in most, for a quarterback, most Super Bowls went to all time. He is number tied for number one. For most Super Bowls won by a quarterback. And I believe he is won two MVPs. I believe it's two MVPs now. Two MVPs. Yes, two MVPs right now for Thomas Edward Brady Jr. The second, the third. I'm pretty sure he has one of those crazy names. Uh, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Excuse me. But I don't think it's it, you know it, it, it's it'd be crazy to say that Tom Brady hasn't had one of the best careers of any quarterback in the history of football. I think it always has to come down to you know who had a better career, uh, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. And I think you just have to look at the matchups between the two teams. And even though you can say oh quarterback wins and this and that quarterback wins blah blah blah, he still was able to beat. One of the best QBs of all time, pretty consistently. I think his record ended up being against Manning like 21 to 8 or something crazy. But, you know, if you're going to have a career like that against one of the best quarterbacks in the history of football, let's actually see. I'm actually super interested to see what their final record ended up being. Uh, their final record ended up being, let's see. Uh, I think it ended up being, oh God, I can't even figure it out. They've played each other so many times. Yeah, I think Brady is win or had won the series 11 to five. He won the Colts Patriots series eight to four and won the Broncos Patriots series three to one. Maybe it's not three to two, so it might be 11 to six. But at the same time, I mean, you know, what, what an amazing career that Tom Brady's had, especially against Manning. Manning actually holds almost every single possible career record over Brady. Games played, attempts, completions, percentages, attempts per game, yards, yards per game, touchdowns, interceptions. Uh, he took less sacks, but Brady has a higher quarterback rating. 
but he does have more Super Bowl wins. Peyton Manning has five NFL MVPs. Brady has two, but he does have three Super Bowl MVPs. So it really comes down to, I I think this is kind of like the Wilt Chamberlain versus Bill Russell argument. You know, do you go with the guy who has won the most championships or do you go with the guy who has the most impressive uh, uh, overall statistics I personally go with championships. I believe that championships are the whole point of sports. You know, individual monikers are great, but I take a championship over just about anything statistically, and especially due to the fact that Tom Brady has posted some of the better, uh, more. He doesn't really, put, you know, he obviously had the uh, the 2007 year, which, by the way, I will claim that there is never, there will never be a better quarterback season than what Tom Brady had in 2007. I don't think it's possible to replicate. I know Manning threw six more touchdowns in a season, but he just didn't do it in the same way. He didn't lead his team to a 16 and 0 record. He didn't lead his team to the Super Bowl. Oh no, did he? Don't think so. I think they lost. Yeah, that was the year they lost. Yeah, they lost to the Pats in 2014. So I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. He knew it. That was 2013. Did they go to the Super Bowl? I think they lost. Yeah, that was the year they lost to the uh, the Seattle Seahawks. But again, they they they, they wasn't 16 and 0. It wasn't what Brady did with with Welker and with Moss and with that whole team. The 50 touchdowns to only 23 interceptions. Randy Moss breaks the record for most touchdown catches in a season. I just don't think you're ever going to have someone have a better season at quarterback than what Tom Brady had in 2007. So you look at their career side to side in Manning versus Brady, and I it just you know like I said, it's Chamberlain versus Russell. It's one of the great one on one matchups in the history of sports, if not the greatest single one on one rivalry in the history of sports. Definitely up there with the Magics and the Birds and the the Jordans and the uh, and the Olajuwans. Just. Big time basket, or excuse me, big time football again on basketball. Just big time football on both sides of the on both sides of the moniker there. Such good players, but I think you have to give it to Brady. I mean, three Super Bowl MVPs, four Super Bowl wins, two NFL MVPs, and he's not even done yet. I mean, you, I can't even imagine what Brady's stats are going to be like when. He finishes his career because at this point, we don't even know he's done. At the age of 39, the age of 39, this is just unbelievable to me. The age of 39, in only 12 games, Brady threw and went 11 and 1 with a 67.4% uh, completion percentage, 3,554 yards, 28 touchdowns to two interceptions. In only 12 games, his quarterback rating was 112.2, the highest in his career since 2007. Excuse me, Tom Brady there, he threw 50 touchdowns, threw eight interceptions. I, I just, that's ridiculous. So, the guy throws an interception, a guy has an interception this year, an interception rate of 0.5. The highest in the NFL and the highest of his career. And obviously you can say this and that about how many games he played. But no, you play 12 games and you go 11-1 and with those stats. I mean, we're this is one of the things. You know, Matt Ryan definitely deserves the MVP. And I get it. But we're going to look back in a couple of years and go, how did Tom Brady not 
win the MVP with that season. I have no idea. It's it's a, it's an unbelievable, unbelievable feat of what Tom Brady has been able to do over the past couple of seasons with you know with him aging, with the changing receivers. I mean, this guy is thirty nine years old, and he's gotten better almost every single season since. You know, he came back from the knee injury. I mean, you're just looking at the stats now. Well, he he, he had uh, one down year, which was 2013, which was probably his worst year, where he threw for 4,300 yards, only 25 touchdowns and 11 picks. That was a bad year. I remember that. That, that was just a very weird team. But since then, you know, 2014, 4,100 yards, 33 touchdowns to nine picks. Last year, 4,770 yards, 36 touchdowns, and seven picks. And then the year, and then this year, 3,500 yards, 28 touchdowns to two picks. Uh, His completion rating went up. His yards would have been up if he played a full season. And his interceptions probably would have ended up being a career low, but his career low of interceptions is four. So I'm not really sure uh, what his interceptions would have ended up at, but it probably would have been around four, if not lower. So, uh, you know, he didn't go up against that great of defenses if if they were able to go three and one against them without Tom Brady. So, you know, the the, the argument constantly of who's the greatest quarterback of all time, I, I believe that if you want to compare it to anyone, you know, it's not Manning, it's not Marino. The number one quarterback of all time, in my opinion at least, is Joe Montana. So if you're going to look at Joe Montana's, you know, it's hard to just look at Joe Montana's stats like straight up. I know he played in a different era with different you know, rules and the stats were weighted differently and this and that. But, you know, you just, you look at the seasons that he had and for what, you know, the league was, some of them were just outstanding. I mean, the most touchdowns he ever, the only, the only touch, the most touchdowns he's ever thrown in a season were 31. His career quarterback rating is 92.3. Brady's is 97.2. I believe Brady has the win over him as well in p- total playoff victories. He does. I believe Brady actually leads the NFL all time in playoff victories, which is pretty astounding. But Joe Montana won, what was it, four Super Bowls. He won two MVPs, same as Brady. He went to eight Pro Bowlers. He was a three-time All-Pro. Brady, on the other hand, has won two MVPs. He's a 12-time Pro Bowler, a two-time All-Pro, and a four-time Super Bowl champion. Like we said, a three-time Super Bowl MVP. So if Brady wins number five, and let's say he gets a fourth Super Bowl MVP, being the best player on the best team, I, I think I think at that point winning five Super Bowls is kind of the kicker. You know, if he loses and he's lost three Super Bowls to four wins, then I think we can have the argument again about, oh, who is the greatest of all time? But currently, and if he wins number five, I, I it's, it's undisputed, as Skip Bayless would say. I think if Tom Brady's able to pull that away, then he's definitely, at least in my opinion, the greatest quarterback of all time. But enough of my opinion about this matter. We need to bring in a true, good to honest professional, one of the best men in the business. We're about to bring in WEEI's Christopher Price, one of my favorite Patriot Beat writers. He's going to let us into his world. I believe he's actually written a book about this. So we're going to bring him in, see what he thinks about Brady's age 39 season and whether or not he thinks that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. We'll be right back. 
Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member, maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron a better way to cook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back into Patriot Speed. It is now time for a featured guest segment. This week, we are very honored to welcome in Christopher Price from WEI. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this week. It's my pleasure to join you guys. How you doing? Doing okay. It's uh, it's pretty sunny out here in California. Not quite warm enough yet for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it, before we got back here, you know, back, back at uh, Gillette Stadium, where it's about 40 degrees, a little bit overcast, but... You know what? At least it's not snowing, so we got that going for us. Yeah, exactly. Lucky, uh, lucky you guys for sure. But uh, Chris, the real thing I wanted to uh, talk with you about this week is Tom Brady's unbelievable season that he had the age of thirty-nine. I think you could easily make an argument that this was one of the great, just. I guess, age 36-plus seasons in the history of football. And that's saying something because we saw Peyton Manning just deteriorate over the last couple years of his career. I mean, 3,500 yards, 28 touchdowns, the two picks. Can you kind of put this into context for us as someone who's covered the NFL for a pretty long time now? Harris, I'm I'm glad you asked me this question, first of all. And and I'm glad we're talking about this specifically because I've kind of made a study over the last three, four, five years of the successes and failures of plus 35 quarterbacks. And it's a relatively short list of guys. I mean, you could point to guys who've had success, like Led Payton, you know, and, you know, um, uh, you know Tom and, and Drew Brees. But it's fascinating to me that there's only a handful of guys over the age of 35, only a handful of quarterbacks over the age of 35 who won a Super Bowl. And so when you take a look at what, you know, the work of guys like Brady, the work of guys like Manning, the work of guys, you know, to, to some extent of Drew Brees, it's really special. It's really different. I think that you could put this year up against any season of any plus 35 quarterback in the history of the game, you know, and that includes Warren Moon, who I think previously to this point probably had the best season of any 39-year-old quarterback in the history of the game. Uh, you know, Brett Favre, who had a late career renaissance, um, you know, with the Packers at the very end, as, as well as the Vikings. So this, this, there's really, it, it's at the very least, I mean, it's it's number two. And, and I know that you kind of have to dial, dial back the expectations a little bit because he did only play 12 games. But when you look at the per-game average, when it comes to yards, when it comes to touchdowns, when it comes to interceptions, it's as good as anyone in the history of the game. When you're talking about quarterbacks 
35 years and older. So, and also when looking at his stats, you know, you can keep looking at other quarterbacks that are about to reach their late 30s. I mean, Carson Palmer the past, I want to say, year and a half now has been just bad. You know, he was one of the biggest reasons that the Cardinals were just not the team we expected them to be this year. But, you know, one of the crazy things about Brady is that it seems that he's getting better as he gets older, which is just... I don't think we've ever seen that. You know, you can have career renaissances, but to be as good as he was and now be somehow getting better, you know, this is this is unlike any. I think I don't think we've ever seen anything like this in the spectrum of, of sports in general. I agree with you. I, I think there's something to that. I, I think you know when you talk about Brady and why he has managed to improve. I think some of it is obviously diet. And, you know, workout regimen, he's been very public about that. The, the fact that, you know, the avocado ice cream, hmm. yeah, the, you know, the Under Armour magic pajamas that we've started calling them, yeah, that all of that kind of figures into the conversation. At the same time, too, Harris, the, the important thing to remember is there are things that he works on going into each season that he has talked about, uh, you know, whether it's an ability to get a little bit faster, whether it's an ability to get a little bit stronger. He takes very specific things each offseason and works towards improving on those things. Now, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. And he's been able to find a way to take his game on certain levels from here to here. The other thing, too, and I can't stress this enough, actually two things. First of all, his ability when it comes to pre-snap movement, when it comes to reading the field, is better now than it's ever been over the course of his career. And so while the physical might not be there, say, in the same way that it was 10 or so years ago, his ability to read opposing defenses, the things that he has picked up along the way, whether it's just through reps or film study or whatever the case may be, he can understand things that maybe a quarterback 10 years younger can't understand them. And then the other thing, too, and we can't overlook this football being a team sport, the Patriots have continued to put offensive difference makers around him. You know, it's no coincidence that he had the success that he had this year because the offensive line has been healthy or mostly healthy for all 16 games. You've had guys consistently over the last decade or so, whether it's Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, like Eric Blunt, all of those guys have combined to help lift Brady's game, and he's lifted their game as well, conversely. But, uh, you know, if he was surrounded by a group of, you know, middle-of-the-road players, I don't know if he would have the success that he's had, at least statistically, over these last few years. So all of that goes into the conversation when you talk about why Brady is as successful as he is at this stage of his career. And one, one thing I did want to uh, also ask you, you know, we've seen a, a pretty large evolution of Brady throughout his entire career. You know, a couple of years in, in the middle there, he had an amazing deep ball. And then a couple of years in there, you know, he was only throwing slants and short, uh, short tempo passes uh, in the early Josh McDaniel days. And now he's just, throwing the ball everywhere just you know the guy can hit any single pass you ask him but one thing that I've been, uh, I'm interested in to hear from you what do you think throughout his career has been Tom Brady's greatest weakness and why hasn't it well, been exploited that's a good question. you know I, I think that you know when, when we talked about his ability to run and his ability to scramble and I'm not saying that his pocket awareness has been good it's been very good over the course of his career probably better than a lot of folks but I think really if you ask for his, you know, his biggest weakness is his ability to extend the play. Now, when I say that, 
I understand that, look, the Patriots' offense is not predicated around him running, you know, a lot of pistol or a lot of wildcat or anything like that. But I think his ability to, you know, if he had to wish for anything, uh, yeah, like Tom Brady's wishing for things in his life. But if Tom Brady <laughs> had to wish for anything over the course of his career, it's probably an ability to be a little bit faster than he is. And, and he's shown that ability to kind of take off and run from time to time. But you just don't see that from him like you see it from other quarterbacks. You know, quite frankly, when you talk about Tom Brady's biggest weakness, it's like, okay, I have this Lamborghini, but there's a little scratch on the rearview mirror. Oh, no, what am I going to do? Uh, you know, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's not big. But if you're asking for probably his, the biggest weakness in his game over the course of his career, I would say speed. So one other thing, uh, or a couple other things I wanted to get from you, the great rivalry that was Brady versus Manning. Obviously, you know, books have been written about this. Scriptures will be, will be coming shortly. I'm sure songs will be sang of their legends as the years <laughs> go on. But the, their rivalry was, you know, an unbelievable thing to watch. It reminds you a lot of what we saw out of Magic and Bird from the 80s. Obviously, I wasn't around then, but I, I've gone back and watched the games. Well, do you think Brady versus Manning will go down as the single greatest one-on-one franchise in NFL history or rivalry? I, excuse me. Yeah, I, I do. I think that you look at the body of work that the two of them put out over the course of their careers, and there there were similarities to the Bird Magic era because you had one great quarterback with one flagship franchise, and another great quarterback with a with a team that was always in the hunt. And, you know, every single year was uh, incredibly competitive. So if you're looking for specific quarterback rivalry over the course of you know NFL history, I'd put it up there. I don't know if I would put, say, the Patriots and the Colts or the Patriots and the Broncos up against some of the other great rivalries of years past. But I think at the same time, if you're asking specifically about the two of them, I think they're right up there with it with anyone you want to consider. You know, if, if, if we're talking, you know, Bradshaw Starback, you know, Aikman, Steve Young, or Aikman, Monta- whatever the case may be. I-, I think that deserves a spot right up there at the top of the list. So let's say Tom Brady gets this fifth Super Bowl and, you know, f- five Super Bowl wins, the two losses, first player to ever go to seven Super Bowls. You know, it- we'll have the most Super Bowl victories, I believe, of any single player. If Tom Brady wins this game, is it pretty much undisputed that he is the greatest quarterback to have ever played? Yeah, I, I would think so. I, I, you know, When you walk into a conversation, you can put five rings down on the table. I think that ends any sort of discussion as to who the best quarterback is of all time. And I think you could talk about the greatness of guys like Joe Montana and Johnny United and Terry Bradshaw and his ability to you know get it done in the postseason. But if you can make a statement by saying, I have won five Super Bowl rings. I've been to seven Super Bowls. I've continuously played at a very high level for an extended period of time. I don't know who else is part of the conversation. You know, I, when, when, when you consider what Brady has done, when you consider his ability to win consistently over the course of his career, you stack him up against Montana. You stack him up against Delway. You stack him up against Marino. You know, that you, you, you can bring all sorts of numbers to the table. And I understand that, you know what? The best guy doesn't always win the most amount of rings. You know, the old, the old argument that, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to say Trent Dilfer is a better quarterback than Dan Marino because <laughs> he won a ring as a starting quarterback. No, but when you consider the rings as well as the rest of the body of work, the touchdown passes, you know, the, the, the lack of interceptions, the yardage, you put that all together. And Brady, if he wins this, this validates him as the best quarterback of all time. 
So with that moniker uh, with him, age 39, how many more years? Because he says he wants to play until he's 45. I'm convinced he can play until he's 100. How many more years does he honestly have? And do the Patriots now need to keep Garoppolo? Or should they get rid of Garoppolo and just say, Brady, play six more years? There's a, there's a great question. You know, in a perfect world, Garoppolo is Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre's Tom Brady. Uh, it's, I, 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 I don't know right now. I, I really don't. I think that you can realistically expect Brady to play another three years, you know, when, when you consider what he's done. And, again, if the Patriots are able to keep him upright and they're able to continue to put guys around him that are offensive difference makers in the mold of Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman and LeGarrette Blunt, it, there's no reason to think that he won't be able to do it because, it, you know, I, I love the idea. I love the argument that, you know, well, he's going to fall off sometimes. You know, it's, it's going to be at the age of 39 or 40 or 41 or 42. We're not dealing with a typical quarterback here. You know, I, I think that people judge him by putting him in the framework of a Brett Favre or a Warren Moon or, or you know, other quarterbacks who had success later on in their careers. You can't judge him with that because, you know, he, he, he's just a different breed of animal. I'm, I'm convinced of that, you know, whether it's, you know, health, whether it's game preparation, whether it's, uh, again, being in a good situation with a familiar coach and a lot of offensive difference makers around him, he doesn't, he isn't the kind of guy who can be judged by, you know, the usual rule in that aspect. And so I think that, you know, there's a chance that he could play another three years. Um, I'm going to be fascinated to see what the end game here is with him in, in New England because his own father says, look, he knows it's not going to end well. You know, he's seen it happen and he's, well aware of the fact that his guy, Joe Montana, ended his career in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform as opposed to the San Francisco 49ers. So, look, well, you know, the, the, the whole thing is going to be fascinating to watch it all play out and to see what direction the Patriots are going to go in. But, you know, it, this, is why, you know this is why we all have the jobs that we have, you know, to sit here and, and talk about it and write about it and, and, and ponder the possibility of what's going to happen to Brady in the next three, four, five years. So one last thing I want to hear uh, that you can ponder for us, uh, Chris. How do you think he's going to perform in this Super Bowl? I mean, Atlanta doesn't come in with what I'd call the greatest defense, but you know the the Patriots' offense at times this year is kind of stalled, but they've been pretty hot the past couple games. How do you think the Patriots will do in this game against the Falcons? I think the Patriots are going to do very well. I think that there's one of two ways, and I was thinking about this this morning, there's one of two things that they're going to do when it comes to approaching this game. They're going to either slow it way down and keep Matt Ryan and Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones off the field for as long as possible, or they're going to hit the turbo button and speed up and play quickly um, because that's been so successful for them over the course of the year. And it's not the old-school Chip Kelly kind of, you know, fast football that we saw from the team, say, in 2011 and 2012, but the Patriots' ability to start quickly. They're the second-best team in the league when it comes to first-quarter scoring. The other thing is that the fact that they have not trailed in a game since November 27th against the Jets. I think they're going to start fast. I think they're going to play some quick football. I think the emphasis is going to be on some no-huddle, not some traditional no-huddle, like I said, but they're going to be going fast, just fast enough to force Atlanta to keep you know, the same 11 guys in the field through the first couple of drafts. I think he plays pretty well. I think the fact that it's indoors against a relatively inexperienced defense that's had its troubles this year, I think he's going to have a really good game. I don't know if it's going to be in the pantheon. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, quite where he was at Super Bowl 49, but I think it's right now it's going to be enough for them to come out of that game with a victory. Christopher Price, one of the Patriots beat writers for WEI, also writing a book on the heart for Whalers. Check out his Twitter at CPriceNFL. Chris Price, thanks so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Take care. Have a good one, Chris. 
You too, Harris. Take care. Bye. Bye. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter polls for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Thanks again to Chris Price for coming on. That is going to do it for today's Patriots Beat. Remember to listen to the Patriots Beat coverage of the Super Bowl and Super Bowl week this coming week. We're going to be releasing an episode every single day uh, this, or I guess next week, leading up to the Super Bowl. And then we will have a final CLNS Radio Patriots Beat team prediction show on, I believe, Friday. So be on the lookout for that. And always listen to the Patriots postgame show. Call it at 929-477-2386. But thanks again for downloading today's Patriots Beat. Today's sponsors were Blue Apron and ZipRecruiter. Thanks to them. I want to thank, once again, our guest Chris Price from WEEI. For Patriots content manager Michael Longi, CLNS Radio, executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. This has been Howard Strubenstein, and this is the Patriots Beat Podcast powered by CLNS Radio. Go follow me at CLNS underscore Sportsteen. Enjoy Super Bowl week, family, and you will be hearing from me very, very soon.